Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's your host, Amy Levin Klein here. Today we have a guest who is incredibly inspirational to me, Rachel Zoe. Her success has transcended across two decades, impacting the fashion industry in a powerful way. She started her story at GW, and in this episode, you will learn more about her roots and what the early days of her career looked like. I'm sure you will be as impressed with Rachel as I was after our chat. Enjoy! Hey guys. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good, how are you? Rachel, thank you so much for doing this. So hi guys, I'm here with Rachel Zoe, and I want to start back, Rachel, with your college days and, and how you decided to go to GW and how you decided to major in psychology and sociology. So tell me a little bit more about that. Um, you know, it's interesting. School for me was obviously very different than it is now. I mean, it was always competitive, but I think now it's just kind of unfathomable how hard it is to get into schools. For me, the one thing I knew, and I'm pretty like this about most things in my life, I get set on something and there isn't really changing my mind in either direction at that point. And college was really no different. You know, a big part of me wanted to just skip college and just start working I was very anxious to start working and be completely independent. And, you know, college is sort of a once in a lifetime thing. And well, first off, I, I knew that I needed to go to a city school. I am not the sort of sorority type. Not that they don't have that at George Washington. But for me, it was really about experiencing life in a different city. New York was really just such an, a huge part of my upbringing. My parents are diehard New Yorkers. And so part of me wanted to go to NYU. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to spend the rest of my life here. I need to go somewhere else. And unless you go to college somewhere else, you're never just going to up and move for no reason. So I really got my heart set on George Washington. I fell in love with the city and I applied early and I got in, I want to say in like September, October. And I got in and it was like, the rest was history. I was so excited. I never looked back. I, I just found like it was the perfect mix of all the things that I was interested in. And did you feel that same excitement and connection to the school throughout all four years? I mean, the answer is kind of, I mean, you know, I'll be very honest with you just because I don't know how else to be, but I really was someone, I am not the best student I would love to say that I am. My niece, who is about to start at Ross Business School of Michigan, she is like, I mean, like a 5.3 GPA, all AP classes and honors and cum laude. And like, Crazy. I was not that kid. I was, I was someone who was dying to get my hands into my life and start my career and start working and figuring out sort of the path that I wanted to take in my adult life, quite frankly. In hindsight, I really wish that I didn't rush through it. I think it was a mistake because I think in my younger life, I definitely missed the forest looking for the tree a lot of the time. And I was very anxious to really start that. And, you know, once I was I chose my major, I really enjoyed being a student more because I think the thing that is interesting about being a student is 
you know, you have to learn certain things, whether you're interested or not, this is part of the curriculum, right? So it's not like your life career where you get to actually pick and choose your favorite things um, and which lane you want to go in. And so for me, I always got straight A's in the things I was interested in. And I definitely got the opposite of A's in the <laughs> things I was not interested in. Well, you were psychology and sociology. Those were your majors, right? Yep. Yes. But that's that's the case for most of our students. Like, you know, you, you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. But I think you brought up a great point. So I can't tell you how many juniors I talk to who are like, I think we're going to graduate a year early to start working. And I'm like, why? Like, why would you do that? You know, yeah. you know, a majority of them want to go into fashion. The fashion industry is certainly not going anywhere. New York City is not yeah. going anywhere. And that time in college is so cool. It's just an incredible period of your life that I think that's kind of, I feel like everyone's advice when I talk to them is like, slow down a little bit, actually, you know, take advantage of it because it, it really is such a special time. It really is. And you really have to. And I'm telling you in hindsight, I really regret it because it's something you don't realize until you get older and you're like, why was I in such a hurry? Why was I in such a hurry? But I would understand that that urge now, especially for creative students, you know, that are going into a creative field, they're like, why do I need to spend four years getting an economics degree or whatever? Yep. It's, you know, and at the end of the day, it all does in effect really help. And I will say that I have used my psychology and sociology knowledge almost every day of my career. It really does help me subconsciously or consciously, but it really, really, really does. And I did not have opportunity and access the way students do today. Yeah. And there's actually, I get told this all the time, there's actually classes to take on becoming a stylist that would have never existed when I was in school. Yeah, no. Um, unless you went to like FIT, but even then I don't think FIT had anything like that. Marketing maybe. It's pretty robust what a lot of these schools are offering and then yeah. not even the schools, what you know, independent brands are are doing yeah. to educate students on the industry. And then also not to mention, like, being able to follow someone like you and get a glimpse at what you do. I mean, that just wasn't the opportunity. Um, so completely understand the urgency that students have. But I don't know. I think in college you really are exploring who you are. And I think that right, that's, right. that's very important to kind of identify and, and go through before you start working. I 100% agree with that. What was your first job in the industry out of college? You know, I would tell you honestly that I've only had one job, which involved not working for myself. I worked at a magazine called YM Magazine. It was called Young and Modern. And it was basically exactly like Seventeen Magazine, like the compete to it, basically. And I started as a fashion assistant three days a week, making $75 a day. But I, of course, worked you know, six days a week, maybe seven and whenever I could and on weekends and at night because I lived for every second of it. And then when I left there after two years, I left as senior fashion editor and I really loved what I was doing and I made incredible connections and contacts and had an amazing experience, but I literally was making next to nothing. And you were um, living in New York at this point. Exactly. And Basically, what happened was when I was 25, I just said, okay, I need to do more. I, I really want 
a different editor position and I want to keep styling and blah, blah, blah. But the problem was any job that I would have wanted would have meant taking a job from one of my peers at another publisher. So there was no openings. And at that time, there were never openings in fashion. It was like people stayed where they were for years. You know, they just never, because they knew if they left that job, there was like 700 people that wanted that job and would do it for half the amount of money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They were so coveted, those spots. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Because I only want to do this with my life. I need to be a stylist forever. So I did a freelance job with a friend of mine who I worked with and I made so much money and I was like, I'm so confused. I'm making so much money doing this one job, you know, more than I'm making in a year basically. And I was like, this is crazy. Even if I do four of these jobs, I, you know, exist on this. So I literally closed my eyes and held my nose and jumped and went freelance when I was 25. And to be honest, the rest is history. Like I've, I literally worked every day of my life since that time and, you know, worked for myself really. When you were first starting, when you were 25 and in the early days, did you ever question what you were doing? Because freelance is kind of this unknown and you really are creating your own path. Um, Were you, were you insecure or unsure ever at any point? Yes, always. And how did you, how did you deal with that? You know what? A couple ways. One is I have an incredible support team, meaning my husband, um, who was my biggest cheerleader, and my father, who was very entrepreneurial and literally never questioned my choices and said, like, you got this, you know, more or less. He was constantly like, you got this. This is your thing. You found it. Like, do it and go full speed ahead because you love it that much. And so you have to do it. And there was tons of insecurity along the way. I mean, you know, I'm still insecure, but I think insecurity, and I think this is something really important to know for college students and and really just young people in general, that the only thing that really solves for the insecurity is experience. The more you do something, the more confident you get in your ability to do it. That doesn't mean that you don't get insecure and that you're not scared and you're not unsure of things because to be honest, that's what keeps you on your toes. And I used to say that to my husband all the time. He'd be like, Rachel, you can do this with your eyes closed. You've literally done a thousand of these shoots. You didn't, but every shoot was still, you know, for me, just, there was always a nerve wracking part. There was always the, what if, what if, what if, but I think that's what kind of distinguished me from some others was more that I, I never got complacent and I never looked at it as a job. I looked at it as something that I lived for, was driven by and woke up every day excited to do, even if I was having a bad day, even if I was so nervous. And I think once you lose that insecurity, that excitement, that, that sort of lack of, of a little bit of confidence then it kind of goes away and becomes something else. If you walk into everything like, yeah, I got this, like what, 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 what's there? You know what I mean? What's the challenge at that point? Yeah. Um, I do think that should not be confused with like not loving something anymore. 
because I think that's a different conversation, if that makes sense. I do think it's time to make a career change or pivot or, you know, move on to something else. When you start to feel uninspired or bored or resentful or sort of can't remember why you're doing something anymore. Have you felt that way during different periods of your career? Of course. Absolutely. You know, I would say even just a small pivot, like when I was in my 20s and I switched from styling musicians only and men to then shifting to red carpet and moving to Los Angeles. And that was because I really wanted to help women create a new image for themselves and build their inner confidence and put their best selves out there to the world, no matter what they were doing, whether they were going shopping, getting coffee, going on a red carpet, it didn't matter. I felt like you should always put your best self out there no matter what you were doing. Yeah. You know what? Your psychology and sociology major played a role in your own life, right? Because if you are in touch with yourself and you can be honest with yourself and say like, hey, this isn't working or like something doesn't feel right. And then sure. also can like make the change. I mean, that's characteristics of a really strong individual. And I, you know, I really admire that about you. I think that's fantastic. And that's something that I think a lot of young people, you know, will say, I hate my job or I don't like what I'm doing. So then like it's make a change. Yeah. By the way, I would say that the young people, like college students or recent graduates, I think the best thing about being that young is that you have the option to change paths, to change your mind, to change careers. Because the longer you're in a career, the harder it is to change because you get kind of put in that box. And they're like, oh, she doesn't do that. She doesn't, you know, oh, she comes from a sales background. She can't design. Well, how do you know that? She was a design major. Oh, but she's only been in sales. Well, Why don't you give her a project? Why don't you have her work on some things? Why don't you, you know, and I would say for me, um, just as the CEO of this company, the thing Roger and I really, really are most proud of with this company is the ability for people to come in as one thing and switch, you know, sort of career paths and switch areas of the company throughout their time here. We've seen it you know, I mean, over and over and over. And we've had people here for eight years, nine years, 11 years. It started as my assistant that ended up being like director of all video and production, senior fashion editor, um, you know, head of PR marketing. It's really, I think opportunity is key. And I think giving young people time to find their voice and what they love, because you can't really plan for that all the time. You know, you really can. I mean, I would have done college differently had I known what I would have done. Yeah. You know, if we knew, okay, I'm going to be a stylist or I'm going to be a designer. I mean, I would have gone to a fashion school probably. Yeah. It's almost like what you don't know, being naive, that obviously helps you get where you are. I think it's so incredible that you look at your employees and your company culture in that manner. And, you know, I really, I look at college fashionista when I hire people very similarly. And I I always kind of hire based on gut. And if I feel the person, you know, obviously loves the brand, believes in the brand, but also is just a hard worker. And I feel like their different skills will shine through. So I think that's so important. You know, for students, we are in the heart of graduation. So we have a lot of frantic students trying to figure out what they want to do. And 
I mean, my advice is always, like, find a company like, you know, like Rachel Zoe or a company where, like, they they really invest in their team and they believe in um, helping you improve and, you know, um, figure out what it is you want to do because the sky's the limit there and it's okay. Whatever you start out, if if you're an assistant or whatever it is, um, something great will come from it. And it's so amazing to hear that that's how you, you lead your business. I think that's really incredible. Thank you. We have to. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to do it another way. Yeah. So what made you transition into becoming a designer? You know, becoming a designer was something that I had been asked very early in my career because it was something that I was doing all the time, um, you know, sort of unofficially. I was constantly designing sort of with and for other designers, right? Just my name wasn't in it, but it was something that I could sort of turn on and turn off. It was like, okay, it's award season. Let me collaborate with this amazing designer and create, you know, this many looks for my client over the next couple of months. These are the fabrics. This is the silhouette. Da, 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 da. And after a while, you know, and people used to say like, when are you going to start your online? When you? And I said, I know what this takes. And this is not something that you can just like put your name, at least for me, that I could just put my name on a tag and hope for the best. It was like, I knew that if I was going to become a designer, that I was going to be full on all in it. And, you know, it was a whole nother career. I was definitely right about that. Um, Yeah. So I wanted to take my time and wait for the timing to really be right and do it at a point where. As a stylist, I was ready to do more with my life than just be a stylist. And not to say that being a stylist is a just, it's that I had done it for 15 years every minute of my life. And it was time for change. It was time to add something else. And, you know, it was 2011. I literally was eight months pregnant with my first son. Insane. That's when I launched the collection and and gave birth to my son a month later. Nothing like stacking your plate with too much. But but I feel like you're one of those people that you kind of thrive on on having so much going on. It almost like motivates you and allows you to be more creative. Um, yes, it does. And I think I think if you don't, you do get complacent and then and then it's over, you know, and then and then sure. you just kind of lose interest. Right. But I think it was incredible for me because it really was like launching a whole new career and it was incredibly exciting. How has it been more challenging than your previous roles? I would say that when you're a stylist, things are very final, meaning when you're a stylist, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. There's inception of a concept. There's the process of design and then there's the process of the actual styling and then the actual moment where something's worn. Right. And then it's over and you move on. And that could be, that could all happen in one day. That could happen in a week. It could happen in a month. With designing, it is a whole different thing. And it is completely, I think what people don't know about being a designer is that it's equal parts creative and equal parts being a business person, a business woman. And I think if you don't recognize that, you will never win. And there is so much involved And ultimately, if you create clothes that people don't want to wear and that you are emotionally attached to and you love and you're really sticking to your sort of principles about what you think and not really adhering to 
what the customer is asking for and what they want and what they respond to, you will never survive as a designer. And I think there are certain things you have to really take into account that it is a real business and you have to stay on your toes to survive it. And it is not easy at all, but it's rewarding and it's amazing. And you know, there's so many things I love about it, but you have to really take it for all the good and the bad. I think at this point, almost any creative position requires you to also think like a business owner, a business leader. Um, and, and that is what goes back to college, right? You know, I think if you can get some skills in business or have like an understanding of business or econ or finance, it's so yeah. instrumental because, I mean, we've seen it. How many designers are incredible, have incredible taste, designs, but like the business just doesn't work because they don't get business. They don't get cash flow. They don't get all the things that you need in order to stay in business. So um, I guarantee you, my niece, when she graduates <laughs> from Ross, she will literally like either take over my company. Yeah. Can we all work for her? She's going to be like a CEO <laughs> by the age of 25. Uh, she sounds like a superstar. We're all going to be working for her. She sounds incredible. She, I'm telling you, I'm going to be working for her. She's <laughs> going to have to hire me. Well, she has you as a role model, so you guys together are probably a very um, dynamic duo. You know, she has a very rare gift, which is left brain, right brain, yeah. and that is not an easy thing, and I've really learned the business side as I've gone along, and, and the creative is obviously where my heart lies, but constantly fascinated by the business side of things and you know you have to you have to be immersed in it you really do yeah could you ever have imagined at 22 that this is where you would be now oh my god no <laughs> oh my god no when I was 22 I was just hoping to get paid to work doing something I liked and didn't hate yeah yeah <laughs> I really I really because I did not intern you know I was a hostess during the summers I really just, you know, now when I see these incredible students that come into our office and that I meet all over the place, my friends, children and stuff, it's incredible. They've already had so much experience by the time they come for their first job. It's so unbelievable. And that's such a gift that you all have now, that opportunity at such a young age to sort of be able to navigate before you even start working. Um, and that's incredible. I did not have that opportunity. So it was a little bit more feast or famine and like, go for it and you love it or you hate it kind of thing. But I lived for it, thankfully. So I was very lucky. And no, I absolutely was just trying to be a decent stylist. I was like, I really want to be the best stylist in the world. But I didn't even actually know what that meant at the time. I just was working so hard. I kind of couldn't see anything else. I personally think you've accomplished that and you should be very proud of everything that you've done. And you are such an inspiration to me as, you know, a businesswoman and a creative. And I think what's so incredible about your story is that you have evolved and transformed over, you know, two decades. And that's a really hard thing to do. And a lot of people hold on to the past or what they know. And I think you're such a good role model of someone who continues to evolve. And um, it's really important in today's age. And even I think about when I started College Fashionista to where it is now, like how much it's changed. And you have to be open and flexible and, and willing to want to do that, you know, whether you own your own business or whatever position you're in. And so I think you're a great kind of inspiration to that. Thank you. Any teasers of what we can expect next from you? Ooh, there's so many things going on. 
There's so many things. Um, yes, I may or may not be opening my first retail store, but I can't say where. That's Very exciting. Very excited about that. I am actually today launched the new summer box of style, which I'm really excited about. I will be back on TV at some point in the near future. Awesome. And lots of stuff going on. Lots and lots. I'm working on my resort collection and spring, which I'll be showing in September. We're never bored over here. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It is, although there are days where I'm like, I would kill someone to be bored right now. <laughs> no, that, that would be fun for like a minute, and then you would yeah, get over it. Totally. Well, I really, really appreciate this, and I enjoyed our conversation, and I know our students will love it. They're, you know, graduating, and a lot's going on for them, so I'm sure it'll be really reassuring to hear your advice and that you kind of just figured it out. You just figured it out, and I have to say, I really do believe in that. I believe just follow your gut. And if you are someone that is guided by your gut most of your life, just go with it and trust it. Don't always go by what you think is the right thing to do. You know, I think you should follow what feels right at the time. And if that current kind of shifts a little bit, if the tide shifts a little bit, just roll with it. Yeah. It's okay. Especially, especially coming out of college, take that time to figure out what you love. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. We are taking a break with you for summer, and we'll be back when school resumes in fall. I wanted to leave you with some special words from our community members about the role College Fashionistas played in their lives this semester. If you are not already a part of our community, go to collegefashionista.com apply to learn more. And get excited for a really, really big fall and exciting things that we have in store for you. Enjoy your summer. See you guys in fall. Bye. I love College Fashionista because... I love College Fashionista because it allows me to be more confident in myself and my style, and it inspires me to be unique and follow my dreams. I love College Fashionista because it brings together like-minded and hard-working young women to create one supportive community. I love College Fashionista because it allows me to meet amazing people interested in my same career, as well as introducing me to the world of marketing and promotion. I love College Fashionista because it's helped me figure out what I actually want to do and where I want to go in the future, and I couldn't have done it without my fellow style gurus and team. I love College Fashionista because regardless of where I'm living, I'm endlessly supported by a group of women who may have never met me, but support my dreams all the same. I love College Fashionista because it has given me some of the most incredible opportunities to travel, work with brands, and meet equally creative and energetic people who have become some of my best friends. I love College Fashionista because it lets me connect with such cool and talented young women.